You're listening to. And you're listening to the Cloudcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Turn my back on the things I knew, fell in love, and now it got me confused. I was young, I was filled with fire. The smoke was just getting higher. Fell hard, I was hurt and bruised. It was at this time that I became recluse. The cards were dealt and I played. Broke the rules so I couldn't stay. And hey everybody, welcome to the Collabcast. This is episode 151. 151, baby. It is, let's say, Saturday, <laughs> December the 23rd, 2017. I say Saturday because we're recording on Friday, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it up in time. Um, my name, of course, is Marvin Yue. My name is Mindy Chang. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at Asian American and pop culture. Um, and yes, I am back from abroad. I'm sitting here in our a LA offices. I don't even know where I am anymore. Um, jet lagged as all hell. Jet lagged AF. Welcome back. I'm also deliriously tired because holidays and um, working <laughs> things. Yeah, we still have we, a very. We briefly talked about recording last night when it got back, but I was like, no. Yeah, no. I'm glad I I, I opposed that. Said Marvin, are you insane? You know, I've this is the first time I've ever been this jet lagged. Like usually it's I just brush it off. Because we're getting old. And I can sleep wherever. But now I'm like, I know I slept on the plane, but that sleep doesn't count because it's on the plane. I'm yawning now. Okay, it's gonna be a very lively, very coherent podcast and it's just the two of us there's no guest this week so it's just it's a marvin Michi catch-up episode um we're going to be talking about all the new stuff that's been happening recently get our hot takes and i don't know it's a it's a free form freewheeling podcast for episode 151 it's a new era why not right why (laughs) not this year has been full of twists and turns and essentially nothing matters so everything (laughs) is free for all it's good (laughs) Um, that reminds me, next week is going to be our end of year episode, uh, so we're going to maybe see if we can come up with a bunch of guests to come together and reflect on the 2017 that was, po- a lot. you know, for a year that was a giant political dumpster fire, it was actually a pretty productive year. That's what I'm saying. This, okay, so on my podcast, on First of All, Shameless Plug, hashtag Shameless Plug, see how coherent I am? Mm-hmm. Um, we were With Melissa Polinar, we were just reflecting on how a lot, and we say this, the cliche over and over again, but when times get tough, you grow often the most, and we, damn it, we grew. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, side note, I just realized when I get this tired, I feel like this is kind of the equivalent of like me podcasting if I was drunk. Really? Yeah, because I'm really tired right now. That's not the same as drunk, though. But it's kind of the same thing. Okay, so you're gonna get you're, you're gonna very, get some raw hot takes from Minji today. Like as if it wasn't raw enough. <laughs> but I apologize. You know, advance. I think since it's just the two of us, Slash let's just you're do like an extended roundtable. Just bounce back and forth, see what's on our minds. Let's take a break and do it all over again. Because I mean, I am. I was way too tired to come up with a coherent agenda. You're fine. So, congrats, everybody! You've got this. Is um, we're gonna we're gonna we're doing it live. You know why? But like, I've gotten really good feedback. Slash, slash, segue. 
tangent. <laughs> thank you to everybody that has been supporting this year. I want to start off with a thank you because um, I don't know. It's like it's just so reassuring that people listen, yeah, and that it matters or that it brings some sort of joy or enlightenment in some shape or form to people's lives. And people would always always describe our podcast that it's just like you're sitting in a room listening to friends talk. Yeah. So you're going to get a really <laughs> Yeah, and for those of you of that. who want to give back a little bit, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and also just tweet about us. Um let people know that you're listening to us. Share your love, us. guys. And uh, we we always love to hear and see feedback from Shout from our it. listeners. Shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> Don't hold it in. And also if you want to give even more and it's the end of the year, um we're taking donations because we are yeah. 501c3. Hashtag shameless plug number two. I've been plugging that all uh, during our breaks. Okay, for last thank month, you so. very much. But um, I collaboration.org slash donate if you want to help Marvin, support this. He does the breaks without me. It's easier that way. It is easier that way. <laughs> so this is me inserting my voice right here. Uh, Minji is drunk. I am sick. I got sick climbing a freaking mountain. Did you? Yeah. Went to go visit a. Um, it's like a mountainside temple in Hangzhou, China. They have um, like a bunch of shrines dedicated to the different Buddhas. And I climbed it in the rain, and that's how I got sick. Because epic. Yeah. That's very cool, though. I, I applaud you. That's a, I'm that kind of, So that reminds me of my trip when I, when I went on my quest for donuts in Seattle the first time I went. <laughs> and I freaking walked in slippers in hotel room slippers wrapped in garbage bags. What kind of donuts? I don't remember. They weren't that memorable. So it wasn't. It was about the journey. How dare you compare your not memorable donuts to? I'm saying that's how I got sick. (laughs) I had a quest. I I walked in the rain. Damn it! Stop hating. Um, But yeah. um, On that note, uh, what's been on your mind, Minji? Um, I don't know. I feel like I started 2018 like three weeks ago. I feel like I have definitely been. I mean, we talked with Marco that the. Excuse me, the yard. That is. I'm, I'm taking this out. Huh. I'm cutting it. Okay. Which means I'm leaving it in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, I've been very much in the mindset of goals. And the older that I get and the more tired that I get and the less time that I feel like I have, the more I want to maximize my time and my energy, (laughs) which means I want to be more productive in like a good way. It doesn't mean I want to do as much. It just means I want to do things well and I want to do it well the first time I don't want to do it, you know? (laughs) It's the difference between doing, getting stuff done and getting stuff done well, like Right. efficiently and right. like spending your time on like you know how, how there's always like there's different ways to accomplish your goals um but there's always like the path that's more hard work but less work overall right right exactly i'm explaining this really badly again no that makes sense like you that know. makes sense and the funny thing is well another way to look at it is the way i've been looking at um i feel like one of the biggest things that has brought me to this point in terms of like all the things that I get really ambitious about wanting to achieve. Um, I, I think that a large bulk of my 20s was very like DIY, like figuring it out on my own, kind of, you know, going through the muck of everything and doing every step of the way on my own so that I could learn the ins and outs of it. Well, that's like the young person thing, right? Like right. I can do this better. 
kind of, I can and, do this and on that's my own. not, and then if it, if that drives you, if that's like the catalyst for you to like take action and like go forth on something, that's I, you know, I applaud you. But also, what I've learned, and it's like fast forward a few years, I need help, and I am so grateful that my ego has like it continues to get smaller. Thank God, because <laughs> oh dear. Um, but I want to ask better questions. So it like leads to me because it's my drunk talk. Um, I want my big goal or my big vision or my big uh, priority for 2018 is to ask more questions and better questions mm. to ask with intention, to ask with specificity, to ask with humility. Right. And like, just get help where I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if that means asking Google better questions, <laughs> like Google things, damn it. Like, or just Google things better and that kind of feeds into the efficiency thing like i would like to get my answers i would like to figure things out um efficiently i just use that word more and more and it just feels i feel the urgency as i get older and honestly with this administration with everything that's been happening socially this year i feel like there's no time to waste and um i don't want to like drive myself into a frenzy or anything (laughs) like that but i feel like just no shits left to give. Just yeah. go. Just do it. Figure it out. Be humble. Be hungry. Ask questions. Sit and, down. Yeah. Sit down. No, sit down. Well, at my computer writing scripts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just go go do your thing. Um, well, speaking of that, what uh what can we look forward to in collaboration in twenty eighteen? What can yeah. we what, what can we talk about? We can talk about whatever, right? I wanna talk about Empower twenty eighteen. <laughs> And it was like, oh my god, we just finished talking about that. Well, even before that, where we're, things are in the works, like collaboration will be present at Sundance. Yes, we will be present again at South by Southwest. Um, all the all the little kind of foots in the doors that we've been sticking everywhere, we're starting to crack those open and and bringing Asian American leadership, talent, creatives to 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 the mainstream. Is that? I mean, that's already yeah. been naturally happening. And that's why I feel, again, very like proud and humbled at the same time of um, kind of stepping back and, and understanding how we've all played a part. Because that was the other thing, again, the older thing, getting less ego, but being more <laughs> confident. Honestly, it has made me more confident because it makes me step back and see we have really helped move the needle. A, by being present at these events and and making, like, carving a space for us to have a conversation, but also, like, just supporting everybody else, right? Like, yeah. making sure that they feel like we have their back and that, um, that there are other orgs and working with them. And honestly, with Sundance, I'm so excited because... Um, Irene Cho, who was the, she was the glue and the, she was the igniter. She's the one who created the APA filmmaker experience at Sundance Film Festival, which is predominantly white, predominantly just like, just not even that many people of color in general, right? Um, she made that space 14 years ago and she's been keeping that torch lit. And um, this year, you know, she passed away this past summer. And then this year, we're all rallying together because she started, she was a dear friend of ours. And because the purpose, behind it is so strong it's a collaboration with visual communications with cape with cam with pacific arts movement and with a3 foundation these are six of the top i say the 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 most uh present asian american orgs in the arts and we're all coming together to host this and i think i could just cry yeah i'm very proud it's gonna be 2018 it's gonna be a great year um 
I mean, speaking of 2018, guess what's on my mind to lead off of that is also looking back at 2017. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's been a tough year existentially in terms of like what's been going on <laughs> But all around us, above us, like in like the political sphere and like how it's going to affect, you know, what, what I can and can't deduct next year for my taxes. For real. Um, <laughs> Legit. I'm, I'm worried about that right now. And I'm like... What can I make a tax deduction before January 31st? But we also saw a lot of great um, movement happening and movements happening. We saw amazing things happen for the Asian American community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I want to quickly bring up, because we didn't talk about this last week, but the Golden Globe nominations, you know, we got the... um, the obvious Master of None kind of prestige TV nomination, but we also got a surprise... And maybe not a surprise for people who've seen the, the movie, but um, supporting actress nomination for Hong Chow from the movie Downsized. Have you watched that? Downsizing. Ha- Downsizing, yeah. I haven't. Um, it wasn't even on my radar until like I, I got I got an invite from from an organization to go to the premiere. Yeah, I got that one too. Um, we, didn't, we didn't go because we were busy that night, I think. Yeah, but now I'm like, because when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, it was just some, uh, Matt Damon science fiction thing. I wasn't super interested, but now I'm intrigued. I'm still not intrigued. No <laughs> offense. That sounds, sounds so shitty. But I I mean, I will watch it to support or I'll buy a ticket just to support an Asian American. And that's a necessary thing. But I don't know if I honestly, I don't really want to watch it. Really? I don't know, like Matt Damon. Just like I want to give him <laughs> two hours of my time. He's a, he can be a really great actor, but like he needs to learn to shut up sometimes. He's been kind of not kind. He, he's been missing been, the mark lately. Yeah. Showing that like the douchey side (laughs) well he's a little bit strong he's taken the role of hollywood manslinger for the last like i don't know almost decade so maybe hopefully he's learning who knows but it's not that he's stupid it's that he's well in some ways you can say that but like he's very kind of like arrogant right now anyway i'm sorry to talk shit talking thing about him but like i do like he's he's had he, he has a great body of work and he's done great things but also like I also don't want to spend two hours watching you. Um, and that is my ride. I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also... Oh, I, I got to watch Star Wars. I watched it I too. Overseas. Yeah. Kelly Marie Tran. I, oh, wish that, oh my, see, this is how tired I am. That, that would have been my first thing. <laughs> what did sorry. you think? As a non-Star Wars, because like, I'm, I'm a fan. And yeah. As a non-Star Wars watcher. Yeah. How did you like it? I enjoyed it. I think with those films that I'm not um, heavily invested in, nor am I like knowledgeable enough on like the ins and outs of how things, you know, mm-hmm. were made. I can't. I already know walking in, like I'm not going to be able to tell if this was like that, <laughs> if it skewed this way off the storyline or whatever. I know enough uh-huh. to get it, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um. And I was very moved by Kelly, and I think she did a phenomenal job. She had a great storyline that, in the grand picture of things, didn't really mean much to the narrative, which I guess is some people's problem with it. But at the same time, I did notice a definite um, division between critics who understood the the importance, if we can say that, of having Kelly Marie Tran in the movie and having... Um, paced her like not just one but two strong performances yeah. from Asian American actresses and people who didn't because I definitely read and listened to some critique where they could totally gloss over the fact that like Kelly Marie that that Rose Tico was 
like the first Asian American lead in a Star Wars movie and things like that. Right. Because I think that the argument is like there's a lot of people who are, and I've been this way in different settings in different ways, but they're just purists about it. And they're like, if it's not about the story, like, why are we turning this into some <laughs> political statement? And I think that's just where we're at as a society is kind of like stepping back and saying, hey, if this is an opportunity to advance our uh, diversity narrative in a fun way that's still entertaining, that doesn't hurt it, you know, like, yeah. why are you pooing on that? But again, I could see like a million different stances on it. I mean, there's always a lot of different stances on it. Just yeah, so, some stances are just bad. Yeah. You know, some so of the I just like, are- personally, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. In all the ways. I don't even like cool. I would love to get some people together to do like a spoiler cast, maybe from like Star Wars fans, just like geek out about it. Yeah. It um, meant so much. It but, was really, really beautiful. Yeah. And she like acted the hell. Because some of her lines are downright cheesy. Yeah. But she acted the crap out of those lines. She was very, I'm yeah. telling you, like as an actor, like she held her freaking own, man. And I was truly impressed. And I've, we've, already, we've also met Kelly and she's mm-hmm. one of the just nicest people and she's down and she you know goes to the asian af stuff and she's just like you're rooting for her but as an like strictly as an actor she held her own in a very big production and for anybody who's never been like she's done collegehumor.com y'all. yeah this is her first like major yeah this is a picture. big freaking yeah. deal and for that's like you like being the freaking male person at, <laughs> at at google and then suddenly like use running stuff like yeah top level you know that's a big jump and a lot of people can't handle that and it would read you know what i mean we would be able to see that oh it's like oh it's a and um and we've I, seen that in star wars before why did he christensen the- <laughs> get a thing why i'm not see i'm not in this world but why does he stick out like a big ugly alien thumb i love in my how you face? picked up on my like Airball there. I didn't even know what you were talking about, like but I figured it out because why is he so <laughs> terrible? And he had the main role that tur- lit- literally turned me off. I was like, I don't want to watch any of this shit anymore. Why am I watching this? Uh, why did they spend so? Because to me, again, I don't have to be invested to understand that it is a very big deal for the people who care, right? Yeah. It is a big legacy. It is a big, you know cult classic you don't wreck it by <laughs> casting Hayden Christensen why I can't <laughs> hashtag why <laughs> hashtag why hashtag I can't even um <laughs> speaking of, like travesties you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but like I respect Star Wars fans to like feel for you that's just not acceptable yeah so anyway I'm just like really happy for Kelly though yeah, fun fact. This is um, so the last two numbered Star Wars, um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I watched in Taiwan with our friend Clarissa Wei. Uh-huh. Um, it just happened we're in the same we're in Taiwan at the same time. Like let's just go watch it. But did you like so we, it? We made it into a, a tradition. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Grade wise, um, what grade? Grade wise, I mean solid A. Good. You know, you know me. I'm very. Um, lenient i was gonna say (laughs) Um, forgiving not forgiving but like i you're not holding it up to like some yeah yeah i'm just letting the movie take me where it wants to go and i had a lot of fun um i loved kelly's character i even loved the like honestly like the message that her character um gives and i know our friend jenny yang did a whole twitter thread on this but like the her, her character she she plays like someone who 
isn't a hero. It's like just the day to day grunt of the resistance. Yeah, and you know, and you a, do heroic things. Yeah, you do heroic things and or heroic things. You know, in <laughs> Kelly's case, but this is kind of that bigger thing of, um, of being humbled and like asking for help and whatnot. I feel like the DIY attitude. I can you can you can take it in different forms, but this is where it gets played out in like a, an epic story like Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. To to remind us all in a really good way that we can all do our part, you know, like nobody will will be the resistance <laughs> alone. You 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 gotta like help one another. You yeah. guys gotta like band together for the betterment of the greater good. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> We're totally like. I don't want to spoil like Kelly's big line, but you know, maybe in a couple of weeks or whatever. But like, she has a like she her like her climactic line, like her last line in the movie, embodies what it means to resist and why we we resist and you know we're not going to go into all that but we won't spoil uh, <laughs> it but in any case it was it's a really really moving moment and again not even a huge star wars fan but it was very meaningful and i understood the gravity of it even yeah. if it wasn't like my movie <laughs> um all right we're gonna take a quick break and then come back and you know go around the table a couple more times Hey everyone, it's Marvin. I invited Minji to this break because she called me out during yes. the show. Um, thanks for listening to the Collabcast. Uh, the Collabcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration. Minji, tell us what Collaboration is. Collaboration is a nonprofit organization and a grassroots movement supporting Asian American artists and uh, being. Why uh, science, am I getting all science these your phone. Sorry. Collaboration is a nonprofit organization and a grassroots movement to support, elevate, and showcase Asian American Pacific Islander artists. Music, comedy, dance, leadership, yeah, film, and all the things amazing. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our community. I said all that. Okay. You weren't listening. I wasn't. I was coughing. <laughs> <laughs> You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. And if you'd like to support Collaboration, our mission, and this podcast, um, please, please, please um, give us your tax-deductible donation. Um, You can find out more about how to do that at collaboration.org slash donate. Please donate, do good things, support our programs and our artists. Yeah. Uh, the Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. Um, every week, I like to highlight a different program from the collective. And this week, since Minji's here, I guess I should talk about First of All. Uh, first of All is a podcast featuring an unfiltered look at culture, family, love, and all the things that go on in Minji's head. Which is a lot of things. <laughs> she got the latest episode where Minji goes off the rails and trashes Coffee Meets Bagel. That's not the last episode. The last episode is with Melissa Polinar talking about gratitude. Okay. But the one before <laughs> that, I go off about Coffee Meets Bagel because I think it's the worst. And it's how I met my girlfriend. So that For that alone, it's a very redeeming factor and I'm very happy you did. But for Minji Chang, it is the worst. <laughs> If you want to learn more about how Minji hates Coffee Meets Bagel, listen to um, the second to last episode. I go unexpectedly very 
into it. You were it. very mean about it. I felt bad for the, Thorough. the, the app. Um, be better. Be, <laughs> and um, the last episode, yeah, last episode, Melissa Polinar, our friend Melissa Polinar, who uh, Minji is just the biggest fangirl of. And now they talk about gratitude. Talk about gratitude in times of stress. Yeah. Um, you can listen and subscribe to First of All and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. And on that note, I guess let's get back to the show. Thanks for joining us, Minji. Thank you, Marvin. And we're back. Episode 151 of the Collabcast. Um, what else is on your mind, Minji? Family. Yeah, you're about to head back to the Bay uh, for the holidays. Yep, I'm going to take the drive up to the Bay Area. Man, now all I have on my mind is that all these people who like Coffee Meets Bagels are going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to hate you. Whatever. It's not like you totally dunked on the entire app and everyone on it. No, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea. I'm very clear about that, and I say why. Anyways. Different well, people have different flavors. You know, different people have different yeah. styles. And I, I do agree. Like, Coffee Meets Bagel is more my speed. But my speed is not Minji's speed. But also, you, you're a guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different experiences for everybody. As an Asian guy and then as an Asian female, mm. we're, we have very different interactions well, I'm, with this Yeah, guy. I'm very aware Partly from listening to your previous dating episode with Just You about the differences between guy and girl um, online dating, especially in terms of getting pictures of junk mailed to you. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a jungle out there. <laughs> jungle of dick pics. Um, no, I get and pff, whatever. I'm just trying to own my own opinion and stop apologizing. No, that's no, fine. Like, I do understand. No, like, I know you're not saying that. But I'm, I'm, just I'm like, thinking about the reasons why I do use Coffee Me Spago, and it's. Or I did use Coffee Meets Bagel. It's because, yeah, it be, it required less, a little less proactive effort right. on my part. Right. And I think that yeah. that's great for those who want that. For me, again, my I, I explain this very thoroughly. <laughs> Just like my, my attitude shifts when I'm like in a more yeah. traditional setting. At the same time, other fellow dudes and dudettes in Coffee Meets Bagel... Maybe just dudes. Um, don't treat the seven-day window as a time limit. Treat it as, oh, I should text you within the first day or else this isn't going nowhere. I, Barbara, <laughs> we should have an episode where you come on and you give your thoughts. I want, I want the advice from the guys. That's what I thought it was going to be with Steve. And then he asked me all these questions and it ends up being my I feel like you should know better because it's Steve. I should have. I don't know. We were just going into the Wild West with Our that friend one. Steve. You should check out the episode. It's great. Oh, God. <laughs> I was I was genuinely concerned. I was like, should we publish this? <laughs> but it was so funny when I re-listened. I was just like, you know what? This whole my whole thing with 2017 was just to like yeah. stop being so <laughs> self-restricting. And I was like, just put it out there, man. Yeah. Whoever listens. And honestly, it's my number two most listened to <laughs> episode. Well, Let's not spend all this podcast talking about your podcast. I know, Let's I know. Talk about- well, I'm talking about family. Well, because one of the things that comes up when I see my family is the the sure. My mom's not a jerk about this. She's like, we've talked, but the discussion will come up as it does every big family gathering about my marital status or <laughs> lack thereof. It doesn't. It doesn't stop when you get a boyfriend either. I know. In fact, it gets ratcheted up. I know because you give them hope. Oh yeah, They're like. <gasps> That's a chance. I know. So it'll be fun. 
But um, no, I. It's funny because when when you ever, whenever you have the family gatherings, it goes into like a lot of different territories of whatever makes you uncomfortable or whatever's <laughs> your trigger. Yeah. For me, it's that. What do you have one or like with my family? Yeah. I mean the typical stuff that um, professional stuff. Not being a CPA or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Things like that. Um, I don't know. I think with family, though, those triggers are, like, magnified. Like, not even with those specific topics, but certain things that, like, it could be as much as, like, them telling you to do something. Yep. Can turn into, like, stop treating me like a child. Yeah. Or, like, you get... And then, like a child, you get upset for no reason. Right? It is a hair trigger with families. (laughs) Like, let's just be real. Yeah. That's why I think... We have to talk about these things yeah. because we understand you guys. We're hugging you because we get it. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine those families where, where they talk about other things like politics. And I mean, my like family that. can get yeah. political. And, you know, we get political and religious. It gets like my, with my family, you know, there there's kind of like a spectrum of like where your family lies in communication. And th- I know that there are friends that like their families don't talk about anything. Like they're mm. very kind of like don't go past a certain level mine is that our problem was that we would go too deep all the time we just go there <laughs> and so it kind of it creates a different dramatic dynamic but i you know at this point i love my family for it i love that we go deep yeah but we just have to be ready we've been training it's like we're in the freaking navy seals and we have to like <laughs> be ready to go into defcon whatever five at any point we're like Okay, steer away, steer away. Like, yeah, it's, reel it back. <laughs> it's always tough, and this is like something that's been happening recently too. Just with the political environment that we're in, like realizing that I can't talk to certain friends anymore. Really, because of certain like ideologies just, that just don't match up. Which friends you know? are they? Friends from like a certain? Are they, do you notice? Are they friends from a certain period in your life? They're mostly from like during and after college. Okay, like the friends that are friends that you knew leaned a certain way. Yeah, but you didn't realize how far they did. Yeah, because you know? we're all like yeah. evolving in our stances on things. Yeah, because for the most part, most people that I know are they either lean liberal. Or they're more moderate. Okay. Right. Because most of them grew, like, either grew up or experienced life as a part of a diverse group of people. Um, so to hear or to see certain people kind of react in a way that's like, you obviously want to go back in time and live in do the you, world. Do yeah. you ever engage in those? Or like, do you ever voice your, do you, how do you deal with that then? Or you just kind of internalize it and just... I try not to. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not worth your... It's not worth my energy and it's not worth, like, I've been in enough, like, of those types of arguments on a variety of topics yeah. um, that I know that at, at a certain point, you're not really listening. Yeah. It's like, if, if, if I knew, if I trust that friend as someone who would engage and discuss, sure, like, we talk. But if if it turns into just you shouting, like, talking points to me or like here yeah well see my thing is i think knowing myself and being aware of my own tendencies <clears throat> with that kind of stuff is that if I, it matters a lot to me and if i have the potential to get really heated about something exhibit a with my family right whatever that may be being uh-huh. an artist whatever um the way i dress apparently i still dress like an 18 year old <laughs> uh and that's not acceptable but you know when i i've seen how i can react and then so 
I, I cry. Like I don't <laughs> even get that. I, well, I get mad and then I start bawling. Mm. And I think the challenge is because I'm aware that I could go there and I've gone there before, I will choose not to engage. But then not engaging also concerns me now where I'm like, there needs to be some point where we can hear one another. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just this, you know, no, the greater I- scheme of things like <coughs> this divide, right? I don't know. My bigger question goes in like, how do we... Do we all just like kind of stay in corners and distrust each other, well, I mean, or where can there, there where can there be fruitful dialogue and that here, goes somewhere? There's the thing. Like I'm not saying that I'm not engaging at all. I engage through my actions. Yeah, I right? know you so do. So if know people take a look at what, what you know, what organizations I align myself with, what people I'm retweeting, people that I'm talking, yeah. Like things that I do, people we know like, where you stand. They, they'll know where I stand. Yeah, and you know, I think. At some point, I'm too tired to fight every single battle. For sure. Right? I am 100% with um, you. And there's certain people that I, like, it's not even worth it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's not like this, this like, a, a best friend of mine that is, thinks a th- certain way. Yeah. It's just a person that I know that, like, I see things on my, on my wall. I'm like, oh, man. Right? Well, people, like, do that in so many different ways. Like, you and I have talked about how people can hijack you know, common threads or, yeah. or, um, like Jen, like seriously, I have people in my life that I like don't converse with really that I know very peripherally, but they use like, and I need to address this cause it's really annoying, but like they'll, <laughs> they'll use my status or a photo or something to like turn it into something that it really is unnecessary to become. Yeah. And it's like freaking annoying. Cause like you're coming into my virtual house and like, <laughs> riling shit up like why are you doing that go away yeah it's like they took your phone and like sent out a message right with it right so i'm just kind of like or turned you know a, a party like i'm hosting a potluck and then they turn it into like some yeah whatever. some rally or something yeah of their of their own agenda and so it's just like we're all kind of like figuring out online in person whatever how yeah. to how to interact with each other and we're still figuring it out and i think the stakes are really high this year so i feel like people are more compelled to be vocal yeah. Which in and of itself, I'm not, I don't think that's a bad thing. But it's kind of like how you do it is going to dictate how people receive it. Yeah. You can't just like show up and. However, I feel like, at least on my social media, I have free reign to say whatever I feel and please on my own page. Yeah. I'm not going to your page and like trying to tell you so and so and so and what's what and what what. And I think that's also my. Um outlook on it or my my strategy i guess is what, uh-huh. i mean like i said before i'm, I'm of the mind that i i let my actions speak about where i am yeah and if you know what i do then you know where i stand on a lot of things and i think that in a lot of ways keeps you in a much more peaceful place where you're not you're not gonna have yeah trolls coming at you from every angle but there are people who are more willing to deal with that yeah so i'm less like may the force be with you <laughs> <laughs> good luck Oh, we'll see. 2018 is coming up. It's a big year. Um, it's an important year. Yeah. But I, I think I'm I'm encouraged because I think a lot more people are getting educated about a lot more things. You kind of can't afford not to. Yeah. And what I like, and I guess this goes on to what else is on my mind, is like the the diversity and inclusion conversation is is moving forward. Yeah. Um, people are more and more, um, you know, TV is becoming more and more diverse. 
um, the shows we watch, the people we see on them. Um, even like, so there's been some recent um, Broadway news about the Hamilton casting for their second U.S. tour. And we now have a Asian person playing George Washington in Hamilton. And this is like our Morgan Freeman moment, right? I don't think, I don't know. I, I can't remember another time where there's been an Asian president on screen or on stage anywhere, right? I cannot recall. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of things going in my head right now. Yeah. I cannot compute. This is like that first time you saw Morgan Freeman at, was it Deep Impact? Deep Rising? What was the other, the not Armageddon space meteor movie that came out that same year? I can't. Too tired. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, um, some say that portrayal led directly to Obama becoming president like being seen as a presidential person so i mean i wouldn't knock that that's the power of <laughs> even if it wasn't a conscious thing you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's all subliminal once we get normalized to something suddenly we're all we're all normalized to butt implants i don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind but it, where, where, why is that <laughs> it's a thing but when it's novel it's Wait, novel and then after everybody and their moms in a rap video does it then you're like oh butt implants why why? I'm talking about something like r- ridiculous that you would, that was not a thing before, and then somebody did it, and at the moment that you first encounter it, you're like, "What is that? What is that uh, all like, about?" Like planking, yeah, or dabbing, or anything, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like eyelash extensions. I don't know why I'm going like I'm going down in a very like uh, rap video girl route right now. Maybe it's because <laughs> I was just watching a Cardi B. <laughs> interview um but which yeah. by the way she got interviewed by jimmy kimmel that's a really fascinating like <laughs> thing on my mind i don't even know how to talk about that right now though uh but yeah so all that means is now i have to go watch hamilton 2018 the next I time they come to la i haven't watched it at all i haven't watched because well, it costs a bajillion dollars to yeah, watch it yeah yeah i got lucky I, got, I, I won the lottery the universe gave to you that which your heart desired most and so i'm very happy no i need to watch it again <laughs> Asian George Washington. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff to watch in 2018 too. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, um, that's what I'm excited. About. I'm excited about Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Okay. Mindy Kaling. Okay. Mindy, it's the year of Mindy Kaling too because we got Ocean's Eight and A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time looks epic. Another book I've never read. I just actually two years ago listened to the audiobook in okay. its entirety, and I was like, how. Could I have read this as a child, as a young person? <laughs> it is so over my head that I'm just able, like, real talk, I'm only able to, like, really grasp onto it now as a fully-fledged adult somewhat. Yeah. And all these movies starring diverse cats. Yep. Oprah. It's with Oprah! <laughs> and with Reese Witherspoon. All of that. It's amazing. And yeah. Chris Pine. So many beautiful people I love. <laughs> yeah. Ocean's 8 has Aquafina, Mindy Kaling, Rihanna. Rihanna. We have Kate Blanchett. We got freaking Helena Bonham Carter. We got Sandra Bullock, dude. Aquafina is living my dreams. She is so good. <laughs> and I will be releasing a rap cover of Aquafina. <laughs> I'm a promoter. I'm so proud. Yeah. <clears throat> um Do you were were you were you you weren't at the New York show when Aquafina performed? No, I wasn't there that year. It was yeah. for real. Okay, like can we do a little like story time? Yeah. Because it was really funny because the Collaboration New York team, you know, they they booked Aquafina. And at the time... This was back when we were like rated G. When, yeah. when we were just coming out of a rated G 
legacy <laughs> into PG. And then with Aquafina, we just straight up, you know, jumped into like NC-17, like R, which like I had listened to her stuff. And as a, as a personal individual, I was like, damn, this girl's like, it was, you know, it's very catchy and very like provocative, obviously for a lot of things like my vag and queef and all that stuff. Cause you just don't hear that stuff. But when, uh, yeah, when she performed, it was just, I was having so much anxiety because I was like, there's so many people out there who only know us in this one version. <laughs> and I don't, I cannot understand what they are thinking right now. Yeah. Like, I'm having a hard time wrapping You're thinking, my head is, around. Is, let's not talk about mainstream America. Is the Asian American community ready for yeah. girls that rap about Queeps and vaginas? And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot. But like that night was really, really cool because I got to meet. Nora and I got to talk to her and then on stage, you know, and she was just <laughs> she was like, I'm sorry, you guys. And she started a new song. Like she would apologize in between sets because she's like, I feel like I'm traumatizing you. Like she's joking about it. And she's very charming and very funny. And she's, you know, she's got that that mouth where she's just like, I don't care. And yeah. That's, that's the music she makes. I mean, we need she is like our Will Smith. Which is like from rapper to comedic actor. Yeah, but like R rated. <laughs> who like she, her entire skill set is just pure personality and she's able to have strong performances because yeah. they use her so well. Yeah. You know? And she's been, she's been doing her thing with her comedy and her yeah. shows and her talk shows, her music, all that. And yeah, to meet her back then, that was like 2013 or 14. It's been a minute. Mm hmm. And so, yeah, she was. And then I remember when I did my closing speech, I remember something along the lines of like, you know, if you if you guys want to represent Asian America, we got to represent Asian America. This is who we are. We can be all the things. And yeah. I remember she was the inspiration for me saying whatever it is I said. And I remember looking at her because she had had this whole like, oh, my God, like I just like cursed like a sailor on the stage and you guys aren't <laughs> used to it. But we looked at each other and like, you know, I appreciate it because I think she she understood like. This is this is who we are. Yeah. Whatever version you or don't just, just get a certain thing. Yeah. You don't just get a certain cookie cutter version of Asian America, and we got to be proud of that. Yeah, we need our our, our swagger filled Aquafinas, and we need our like professionally trained actors like Minji Chang. Oh God, <laughs> you make me sound like I'm from Juilliard, and that's not the case. <laughs> but um, no, it was really cool, mm. and just watching how everything unfolds yeah and it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot more of that coming in 2018 and everyone you know this is our call to action to all of our listeners all you know a couple hundred of you let's let's step up let's be active and let's support um our artists when they come out with stuff um give it a chance even if you don't think you'll resonate with it you may be pleasantly surprised you, yeah and you're always glad you did it for real know? and you know what's yeah. funny like because i also learned what i what is not my cup of tea but the only way i really understood how to understand that is by giving it a shot by watching something yeah and it helped me become a better actor and become a better i don't know just consumer because i'm like i'm not hating on something that i don't know I'm trying not to do that anymore. <laughs> if I don't if I don't like something, that's fine, but I'll know why. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 still then we can be constructive. I still, you know, we're not yeah. telling you to like everything, but have an open mind and understand that your viewership and that your uh everything, like the support, even buying one album or one t-shirt or whatever, it goes currently 
right now, it still goes a very, very long way. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah. And you using your your dollar to make a statement sends a message that like people want to see this stuff. People yeah. are willing to invest in it, you know. Yeah. And and not even just dollar, your eyeballs. Yeah. Like views. Yeah, I have kind of an issue with that right now, but like comments, engagement, like just tweet. Even if you don't if it's not, you know, like positive, you can tweet about how you didn't like it. You could, but like that. also just be constructive though. Yeah. Say, like, be constructive. <laughs> Be constructive and like where we can have dialogue, but send love, please. Like that's my request. That's it's a like, whole other topic we should talk about. Just like how pe- the online discourse and how it leads to a lot of just shittiness sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, it's also like we got to get educated. I'm learning about how I've spoken out very strongly about things that I don't know. That's the reality. Hmm. And I get and then and then like now pursuing acting and doing what we do and producing understanding what goes into the decisions that ultimately get shown to the rest of the world that a lot of people don't understand those things and that it's not always ideal, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, And I get defensive of that to a degree because I know that not everyone understands it, but it's like as an actor personally, like we can complain about Scarlett Johansson and she's an easy, easy target, quote unquote, because she's someone famous and has a lot of money and power, whatever. But ultimately she's not the one who made that decision. Yeah. She could have turned it down. I'm not saying that, but there was a lot of, a lot of other decision makers that greenlit that ultimate thing to be made. You're asking people to think critically and reach further. I am keeping the bar high. (laughs) Because they asked that of me, and so it must be it should be even playing field. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm imploring people get in the entertainment industry. We need some smart, savvy people with good taste. We need people like that in the entertainment industry to like help. You know. Yeah. Let people know what's up. Yeah. And on that note, um, I think we should call it a podcast. Go for your dreams, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 151. Um, we'll be back next week with 152. We survived. Um, the <laughs> finale episode of 2017. Let's uh, close the book on this. Maybe not so bad year, but kind of a bad year. It's up to us if yeah. it was a bad year. <laughs> As always, you can contact the show by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, give us a nice rating and review if you do have the time. Um, and yeah, thanks to Jennifer Chung for using her song Recluse for this month's intro and outro. Um, that'll do it. Um, have a very happy Merry Christmas. Um, for to all our listeners, and we'll happy see Hanukkah. You. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Happy however you celebrate this winter solstice. Um, and yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>